the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Tuesday, March the 28th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On March 28, 1979, America's worst commercial nuclear accident occurred, partial meltdown at Three Mile Island plant near Middleton, Pennsylvania, Middletown, Pennsylvania. Remember it well. In fact, the country was focused. We were obsessed. We didn't know for sure what was going to happen, but they got it under control. Today in 1797, Nathaniel Briggs of New Hampshire, he received a patent for a washing machine. Briggs evidently had a friend named Stratton because they made engines for such things. Today in 1898, the U.S. Supreme Court in the United States versus Wong Kim Ark, they ruled 6-2 to two that Wong, who was born in the United States to Chinese immigrants, was an American citizen by virtue of his birth here in this country. Today in 1969, the 34th President of the United States, Dwight D. Eisenhower, he died in Washington, D.C., was 78 years old. Today in 1977, Rocky won the Best Picture at the 49th Academy Awards. They're still doing the Academy Awards. Nobody watches on television anymore. Nobody could care less. But back in the day, there was interest in that. Today in 1987, Maria von Trapp. Her life story inspired the musical The Sound of Music. She died in Morris, Morrisville, Vermont. She was 82 years old. Today, 19. 19- 87. One year ago today, President Joe Biden said he was making no apologies and wouldn't be walking anything back. That's a quote. After saying that Russian President Vladimir Putin cannot remain in power. Well, he continues today, but he is doing the work of evil for sure. And speaking of evil, America, of course, is aware, I'm sure you are as well, that since we were to get, since to, since we were together the last time on this radio program, we've learned that the 28-year-old transgender shot her way into his way into a school and killed six people in Nashville, three kids, three adults. It's a sad story. We've also learned that the um, just before this person attacked the uh, Christian school, they text a friend minutes before the attack saying, I'm planning to die today. The shooting suspect was killed by police during the attack. The police were there within 14 minutes. They should be credited for that, They and they are. But they te- that this person texted a former basketball teammate and said, so basically that post I made on here about you, that was basically a suicide note. I'm planning to die today. 
The New York Post is noting this morning that the suspect sent the messages via Instagram just before about 10 a.m. on Monday. The Post noted that the suspect also wrote, quote, My family doesn't know what I'm about to do. One day this will make more sense. I've left more than enough evidence behind, but something bad is about to happen. She then signed the messages, she, he, signed the messages, Audrey, and then in parenthesis, Aiden. The post adds that officers found detailed maps and a manifesto of the attack. They said we have a uh, Chief John Drake of the Nashville Metropolitan Police Chief. He said we have a manifesto, we have some writings that we're going to go over that pertain to this day, yesterday. Nashville Police uh, Chief John Drake indicated that the shooting suspect had considered striking two locations but chose the Covenant School, the Covenant Presbyterian School, because it had less security. I think there's more to this story that will come out. I know there is, there always is, but there's more to this story that's going to come out. This, I, I don't know this. I, I'm just saying it occurred to me based on some things that I know. I don't know anything about this person. Um, and I, I haven't personally been connected with this church in Nashville, although I've had a lot of contact in Nashville in the past. Um, I've just been wondering, and again, this, I'm just me. I'm just wondering out loud. I'm wondering if this had anything to do with the fact that this covenant Presbyterian church that also owns and runs this covenant school, a very fine upscale school, has anything to do with the anger that the police are apparently finding in this manifesto that this person had written, this Alec Aiden. The covenant Presbyterian church is a breakoff of the mainline Presbyterian churches. There are a number of them around the country. Much like the Methodists are doing now, they have formed the Covenant Presbyterian Church, CPCC. And among the main causes for them to leave the mainline Presbyterian Church denominations and become the Covenant group of Presbyterian churches is because of their beliefs. They have a strong, traditional, biblical belief in all matters. In other words, they take the Bible very seriously. They haven't tried to redefine what the Bible says. The, this covenant Presbyterian church group has grown fairly well. I don't know how many churches they have, honestly, but they have a number of them, and some of them are very large. I know there's some in Florida. I know there's a pretty large covenant Presbyterian in Colorado Springs. And I was aware that there was this one in Nashville. And I, there's several others that I know of. But I, they have taken a very strong stand, as I said, much like the Methodists are doing, leaving the United Methodist Church now and creating this global Methodist uh, denomination. Churches not only across America, but Africa and elsewhere they're saying, no, we, we're, we're going to preach the Bible. We're going to stand on the teaching of the Bible. That's what this church, that's the background of these covenant churches. And again, I don't have any contact with this church. I'm not 
speaking on their behalf or anything like that. I'm just wondering out loud. I'm wondering this person, the shooter, who was killed within minutes, thankfully, because many, many more people would have lost their lives if this person would have been able to do what they wanted to do. But I'm wondering if the fact that the position, the biblical position that this church and this school would take on some of the social issues had anything to do with this person being angry, this transgender person, the shooter, being angry. These covenant Presbyterian churches, they, um, they, they subscribe to the Westminster Confession of Faith. They teach the Westminster Larger Catechism and the Westminster Shorter Catechism. And they do not buy into the idea of evolution, how uh, uh, biblical evolution, I think some of them call it, some of the Presbyterians and other churches call it that. They, they believe in the young earth creationism, that God created the earth like Genesis says, and that he really did create the earth in seven days and so on. There is a theory out there, there is a doctrine out there now, and it's among liberal churches that many of them, they're trying to kind of be friends with Darwin and friends with God, and they're trying to walk the, the fence with one foot on each side. It doesn't work, and it's silly for them to do so, but they do. And the Presbyterian, some of the mainline Presbyterian churches have taken that tack in recent years. I don't think Calvin would have gone for that, but nonetheless, they, they've taken that, that tack. So they this church believes, would teach, I, I presume, because they're part of this covenant group of Presbyterian churches, the young earth creationism. Not that God created a spark millions and billions of years ago to satisfy the progressive liberal so-called scientists who advocate that and teach it every day in classrooms. That God created the spark and then everything evolved over millions of years and billions of years and that is to satisfy some in science who say that it has to be that way. It can be no other way. But they also take a position, these churches, with very conservative doctrines and practices. And again, I don't represent them. I, I just know a little bit about them. And I know quite a bit about them, actually. But these churches, generally, the ones I know about, take a very strong stance on marriage between a man and a woman. They oppose same-sex marriage, and they do so out loud. And they oppose abortion. They are very pro-life, as some mainline Presbyterian churches are not anymore. They do not, the covenant Presbyterian churches, do not support the LGBTQIA plus agenda. They just don't. They love them as we should. They know that these kids and adults who are caught up in this whole LGBTQ plus 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 whatever agenda, they desperately need help. But again, I'm not speaking for the church. I'm not speaking on behalf. I, I, don't, I just am talking to you as listeners about what, some things I know about in regards to this. And I'm wondering if any of that had anything to do because they say that some of the 
the one police officer said that involved in reading this manifesto that this person left said there was some pretty dark stuff in there. And I'm just wondering what that means. And I'm wondering if there's any possibility that this, because one police officer said in a, in a report that I read, and I can't remember which piece it was. I read a lot, but the police officer said, it seemed like there was a, a thread of hate in all of this. And I was just wondering if, if it could be that this person did not find the affirmation that they wanted and demanded, perhaps, in that church and in that school that's owned by the church, and that was part of what was driving their anger. I don't know. But we'll find out more about this. But the one thing we do know, it is a tragedy. Guns did not cause this. Hatred, perhaps mental instability, Certainly, spiritual issues is what caused this horrible, horrible massacre of six people who started the day just like any other day. And then it, all this happened. It was not guns. It was people. It was sin. And that's the problem that we have in the world today. We are a broken society, particularly in a, in, a, in a culture that once gave room to God and the principles of God, the ideas of God, it was a consensus, a Christian consensus in this country. And we have gone far, far away from that. And today, a transgender, we now know, angry, upset, planning to die today, yesterday, went and killed some people and apparently planned to kill more, but started at the Covenant Presbyterian School, the Covenant School. So that's the world we live in. It is not good. It is sad. But there is a rock upon which we stand that does not fail. It does not shift with the sands. It is not affected by the storms. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And it's upon that rock, on Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Isaiah the prophet wrote in Isaiah chapter 54, verse 10, For the mountains shall depart, and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from thee. Neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, saith the Lord that hath mercy on me. That is the word of the Lord. I want to talk to you a little bit today about a, a law in Oregon. But I don't live in Oregon. Well, it's coming to your town too. This There is a relentless push for transgenderism. A proposed law in Oregon will allow children beginning at age 15 now to obtain hormone therapy, gender reassignment surgery without parental consent or notification 15 years old this house bill 2002 bill states that a minor 15 years of age or older may give consent without the consent of a parent or guardian of the minor to hospital care medical or surgical diagnosis or treatment by a physician licensed by the oregon medical board how does this happen in a supposedly civilized country a christian country at one time. How do licensed physicians reconcile their actions with their oath to do no harm? 
The bill, which has 35 total sponsors in the Oregon House and Senate, includes language specifically protecting gender-affirming treatment, which it defines as, quote, procedure, service, drug, device, or product that a physical or behavioral health care provider prescribes to treat an individual for incongruence between the individual's gender identity and the individual's sex assignment at birth. This is what we're talking about. It's a very confused world. Obviously, the shooter had issues in Nashville about transgenderism. This person identified as a transgender. This bill in Oregon is sponsored by Representatives Travis Nelson, Andrea Vanderama, and Senators Kate Lieber and Elizabeth Steiner, all four Democrats, of course. Political uh, uh, progressives, they want to divorce children from their parents regarding these crucial issues about sex and abortion and transgenderism and all of this. Wesley J. Smith, I I read what he writes. He's very good. He wrote an article for the National Review about this law in Oregon. And uh, he is also associated with the uh, Discovery Institute. And uh, he says pending legislation from the hard left state of Oregon will do just that. It will bring these to a legal status where 15-year-olds now are calling the shots when they're not capable of doing that. They're not mature enough. They don't know enough to be making those decisions. And these people know that, but they are pushing this agenda nonetheless. This bill allows children at any age to obtain an abortion without parental consent. There is a drive, there is a, a, a demonic drive to separate children from their parents' influence in this whole agenda. The Oregon Health Authority or a coordinated care organization may not, the law says, deny or limit gender-affirming treatment that is medically necessary as determined by the physical uh, or behavioral health care provider who prescribes the treatment. Well, the ones that are making the decisions, these health care providers, are not all, but many activists for the LGBTQ agenda their identity agenda. There's much more in the bill, but Smith reviews it in this National Review article. And if you live in Oregon, if you have kids and so on, in Oregon, I, I would read this, and it's on our website. I wrote an article about it today, and I linked to his article. It's fairly in-depth, and it would be very helpful if you are in the, the state of Oregon and, and need to know. If, if you don't live in Oregon, you should probably check it out anyway because this is where things are going now. So you wonder, to you, you have to ask yourself sometimes. I mean, I do. I, I hope you do. How did we get here? I mean, what was the process that brought us to this point in our culture? Biden and Obama are going to be wailing on the microphones today and say, we guns, it's guns. We got to get rid of guns. You can get rid of guns and it isn't going to change. It isn't going to change the sinful nature of man. Guns don't walk around and shoot themselves and shoot at other people. I mean, they're an inanimate object. Guns like swords, like bow and arrows, like spears, like bombs. They need someone to make them happen. It isn't about guns, and I'm not just defending guns because I have some, but it isn't about guns. It's about sin. It's about a broken culture, and we've turned away from the only solution that exists. It is Jesus Christ, dead and raised from the dead, shed his blood for our sins.
He is the great physician. He heals the brokenhearted. He heals the broken person. We've turned away from that and we've shunned that. And that's the problem that we have today. We've turned away from the Lord in our once godly nation. We've forsaken our founding principles. We now have Pharisees and phonies giving the nation spiritual guidance. A president, a former Speaker of the House, a flock of leftist false prophets in Congress are now giving our nation spiritual guidance on everything from human sexuality to climate change to pure water. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. And it all has to run through the focus and the lens of a ungodly, progressive, secular progressive worldview. That's where we are, and that's how we got here today. We've adopted that. Another conservative Presbyterian pastor, an educator, Reverend Charles Finney, he warned of this. He said, if the culture gets to this place, it's the pulpit's fault. He said, enough pastors aren't preaching the gospel, the truth to the culture. Well, he was a man of many achievements. He was a man who knew what he was talking about because he knew God. He wrote an article that's titled Charles Finney, The Decay of Conscience. It was published in the Independent of New York back in December 4th, 1873. He saw this looming problem then. He said, Christ crucified for the sins of the world is the Christ that the people need. He said, let us rid ourselves of neglecting to preach the law of God until the consciences of men are asleep. That's what we've done in America. We've stood in the pulpits. I've been an ordained minister my entire adult life. But we've stood in the pulpits and we haven't said anything other than five points to have a nice day. Well, everybody wants to have a nice day. But the world is going to hell. And we're standing by with the answer, and we're afraid to speak up because we may be, as Christ has been, shunned. We may be not accepted by all at Rotary or whatever. That's where we are. There's a collapse of conscience in this land. There's a collapse of knowing right and wrong in our country. The Puritans had that part of it right. Some I don't agree with the Puritan doctrines, but they had part of it right. And they were telling, their, their preachers were telling the early colonies this message. They were saying, we are moving away from God. We're becoming lukewarm. And they were right. Finney said, if more immorality prevails in the land, The fault is ours in a great degree. He said, if there is a decay of conscience, the pulpit is responsible for it. If the public press lacks moral discrimination, the pulpit is responsible for it. If the church is degenerate and worldly, the pulpit is responsible for it. Finney said, if the world loses its interest in religion, and it has, the pulpit is responsible for it. He said, if Satan rules in the halls of legislation, the pulpit, the pulpit is responsible for it. If our politics become so corrupt, he said, that the very foundations of our government are ready to fall away, the pulpit is responsible for it. Let us not ignore this fact, my dear brethren. 
He was talking to a convention of preachers. Let us not ignore this fact, my dear brethren, but let us lay it to heart and to be thoroughly awake to our responsibility in respect to the morals of this nation. Then he said this. He said, the church must act right or the country will be ruined. God cannot sustain this free and blessed country, which we love and pray for, unless the church will take right ground. Politics are a part of religion in such a country as this. Yeah, that's what he said. Separation of church and state? Um, No, he wasn't confused. He understood what that really means. He said, politics are a part of religion in such a country as this, and Christians must do their duty to the country as part of their duty to God. It seems sometimes as if the foundations of the nation, he said, were becoming rotten, and Christians seemed to act as if they thought God did not see what they do in politics. But I tell you, Finney said, he does see it. He will bless or curse this nation according to the course that we take. I think that's where we are in this nation. I believe that we are looking at some of the most challenging times because we have moved away from God. We're trying to answer spiritual issues and we're trying to solve spiritual problems with mere human understanding. And mere human understanding is pathetically short. It cannot solve the problems that we have today. I personally believe that we cannot elect a politician that can solve the problems of today. If you say, well, Gary, well, I mean, that's hopeless. No, I believe we should elect the best politicians who will do the most for the Christian ideas ideas and idealisms. I believe we should elect people who will advance God's principles regardless of their own personal finesse or lack thereof. I think we should look at things in that way. I think that it is the church and the pulpit. I agree with Finney, and I have as a kid going into the ministry, a young man, I always believed that it was the pulpit that was responsible before I even read the words of Finney. In my heart, I always believed that this nation would rise and fall on the message not of religions, not of multiculturalism, but on the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And now, more than ever, after all these years, I'm over 40 now, and after all these years, I still believe the same thing. This nation will rise and fall on the message from the pulpit, the message to the people across this nation. God has blessed us abundantly above and beyond anything that our founding fathers could have even imagined. And yet we've turned away from it. And it's time to wake up and turn back to God. I mean, that is the path to preservation and regeneration. That is the only right path. Well, we're out of time today. Thank you so much for being with me today. And thank you for your support. We need it. 
to continue to do what we do here every day, originating live at 9 a.m. in the morning. Some of you hear us a little bit delayed, but we're, we try to be current each day and speak to the issues that are before us as a nation, as a community. Thank you for helping me do that. I need your support. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.